streaming on YouTube and pressing record on the Zoom H4, waiting for people to chime in. Hey. Hey, Jay Motto. So I guess we're doing this. Nice. Welcome. This is uh, RCR Podcast 18. 18. Getting ready for New Zealand, which yes. uh, begins before it begins. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Uh, we are leaving for New Zealand before we leave for New Zealand. So today is Monday, the, the 22nd. We are leaving Thursday, the I don't know math. And I'm picking Nick up at 6 p.m. And uh, it's two and a half hours to Philly Airport, so we're staying overnight at a hotel. Our flight out, first we have to fly to L.A. Um, someone says, going to see some Kiwis. Are you referring to the birds or the people? Mm. Because if you're referring to the birds... Uh, Juliet Johnson offered to take us to a little zoo where they have kiwis. Hmm. Just, eh. <laughs> First of all, I don't like zoos. Like, I don't like to see animals in cages. It's like, I don't like zoos, but I approve of hunting. So figure that out. Um, watching in Christchurch. Please, please, please come to South Island. It's an hour flight for a hundred dollars. Originally, our plan uh, was to come to South Island, dude. Uh, we don't have enough time. That's yeah. not to say uh, I at least won't come back. I'm seriously entertaining coming back to New Zealand on my own just to go skiing in the wintertime on South Island <laughs> to freaking say I did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I look like. Very weird. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow to try to get oh, this. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. Haircut. I have to manscape because I may be walking in the ocean and because New Zealand has quite a bit of it. Mm. <laughs> and uh, gotta take care of the shoulder hair and the under the tricep hair <laughs> and the back hair. Um, so, um, we are staying overnight in LA before our flight to New Zealand. So we'll be in LA one night on Friday, Friday night. Yeah. We'll be there Friday night. Our flight to New Zealand, uh, I we need to leave for LAX at 3 p.m. And don't worry, this will all be in the itinerary. All right, yeah. I uh, mail you guys. Um, there's going to be no LA meet uh, on the way there. Um, I think we're just going to be hanging out. Uh, Matt Farah is still doing the YouTube Project Car Challenge in, I think, Florida right now. Yeah. Um, so he's not going to be there Friday night. He, he may be there uh, Saturday morning. Um, I'm all about uh, L.A. breakfast. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm down for whatever. I mean, that 
Eggs Benedict place that Matt right. Farah took us last right. time, where it's literally just a cafe that serves nothing but, you know, 20 different kinds of Eggs Benedict. Yeah. It was delightful. Mm. Of course, you know, my, you know, unimaginative, unimaginative ass goes there and literally gets just regular Eggs Benedict yeah. in this restaurant that serves like 20 different kinds. Right. Yeah. It's like the version of me who uh, orders a taco salad from G- from Jerry's Deli. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but from LAX, or uh, I guess Saturday. Someone says Matt is not doing the Project Car Challenge, actually. Okay, is he just there? I just went on the Project Car Challenge, and the smoking tire logo was there. I know David Patterson's there. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. So... Um, we'll have time before our flight, uh, during the day. Uh, if no one from the smoking tire is around, cause that's the only people I know in the immediate area, yeah. uh, in sort of the Culver city area of LA, it'll probably, we'll just like wander around for a little while, uh, then call a lift and have them take us to yeah. the airport. That's all uh, you can really do. I mean, especially if you don't know anyone around there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh. The good news is uh, we're in walking distance of that YouTube makerspace. Yeah. So nothing else. I can just like walk in like, do you have an appointment? No. Can I help you? Not really. Yeah. Can I just sit on the bench and watch LA people for a while? (laughs) Do LA things. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange in that when we first went there, we had one, literally one quarter of the amount of subscribers we have now, which yeah. I, I don't mean humble brag, but like, it's one of those things where yeah. you go in and you're given the tour and you're not expecting there to be, you know, like you're in the same place where much, much bigger channels are doing stuff, yeah. you know, where they're using those facilities to either hold parties or they're using the camera equipment, you know, <laughs> sorry i i there's a comment in the chat about thinking i was black i i mean i i'm i'm I, thank you i guess I, I don't know i don't know if that's compliment or what but um hey i i don't mind but yeah uh, because like the big youtube channels now are all like corporate and like mm-hmm. multi-channel stuff and there's some big money behind it so if we went there it's like people with catering and stuff yeah like last time i wanted to eat uh, out of like off the tray when no one was looking they bring a human buffer with them between like normal people yeah. and and the the business side of things mm-hmm. I'm just like oh this is our pr consultant karen yeah you know just our yeah but yeah i was um i uh went to the movies over the weekend to see two very different kinds of love stories. And the first one was uh, the shape of water, which is kind of a weird beauty and the beast type fable uh, set in 1962 uh, Baltimore about a deaf woman who falls in love with this uh, fish man that, that the government has captured. And it's, possibly my favorite movie of the year um slightly edging out blade runner 2049 which i absolutely adored uh but it's uh a very it's the aesthetic that does it for me in that 
Mm. Continue. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I think it's like the closest I'm ever going to get to seeing a Bioshock movie on the big screen. Okay. And tomorrow, early tomorrow, our morning, our Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know me, like that's my Christmas morning. <laughs> Of, you know, I love predicting and I am going to do uh, Oscar nomination predictions, but I'm going to do them on my uh, Twitter tonight ra- okay. at, at the Roman Nick, because I don't want to like blow through the entire hour and a half here. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, The Shape of Water, highly recommend it because it, it obviously like don't want to get into spoiler territory, but the performances are fantastic. And especially Sally Hawkins, who, you know, she's playing. a. Did I say she was? deaf or mute but either way she's mute and you know you have to convey a lot through just you know your expressions Uh and so there's uh it's heavier lifting in the acting department and then i guess the other movie i saw was uh uh call me by your name which uh fantastic you know it's a gay love story but it's very much set in the early 1980s i'm still listening i'm getting more light in here yeah it's uh and it has one of the most profound uh, monologues on love that I've ever heard in a movie. And it kind of messed me up, but in a good way. Like, it was very much something that I feel like at some point more people should hear. But again, like, it's not something that I can really spoil because a lot of it is in the delivery. You know, there's a tenderness in how it's delivered mm-hmm. and a wisdom to how it's delivered. And this is filmmaking of a much higher caliber than i'm used to if i could recommend anything it's that go see uh call me by your name by yourself like don't go see it with anybody because you're going to have this weird expectation that um i don't know when i go to see movies with people sometimes i kind of worry that they're not enjoying themselves oh yeah (laughs) and so i i took my mom of all people to see this movie (laughs) which that that was kind of a mistake because of graphic things not necessarily you know sex wise but just you know different ways but it's one of those things where uh i think make sure that you're not kind of concerned about how other people are processing the movie because it's something that is better experienced almost like you're in a planetarium Mm -hmm. of just you're in a singular experience as you're focusing on this story that's very much kind of like this dreamy summer love type thing you know it's only a few weeks but it's still just the weight of it all and it has one of my favorite closing shots in any movie that i've seen in a really long time so from the from a dp like like framed and stuff uh yeah how it's framed um just I don't know, like the music, the way that the camera sort of holds the shot. It's just beautiful. But, um, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I'm just very, I, I, it was a very good weekend for movie watching. Nice. So, yeah, but not such a great weekend for Francis Nagano. Oh, he got to talk about cars. Now we're going to talk about mixed martial arts. Yeah. Uh, man, Nagano, my, my man got his shit pushed in. <laughs> that was, that was a mauling. The, because like two podcasts ago, we were, we were waving our pint glasses and toasting Naganu <laughs> on the hype train. Oh, man. Chugga, we- chugga, 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 chugga. And then it ran out of gas and like, oh. Yeah, we should have bought a round trip ticket on that. 
hype train rather oh. than the one way. <laughs> it, and um, well, did you see the highlights? No. Yeah, I just it, watched the tweets and then I saw the clip of Stipe taking the belt from Dana White and giving it to his coach. <laughs> which okay, uh look, this guy has now defended 3 times and the the organization treats uh Stipe Miocic as a given. Yeah. They they and perhaps Dana uh, take him for granted that he's always going to be around. Absolutely. And so we don't have to spend money on this guy. But on the other hand, like if I put a producer's head on a producer's hat on, what exactly is there to get excited about Stipe? He's just some guy from uh, uh, Cleveland. Yeah. And that's the baddest man on the planet is also asking you if you want any funnel cake yeah. <laughs> at the fair. It's like this is a guy who is, you know, he's hauling out, you know, just giant bags of of chicken breasts in bulk out of Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just that guy. That's your champion of the world. <laughs> your champion but, your champion in the world looks uh looks up from his coffee and says do we need rock salt? I should just go get some rock salt for the sidewalk. I'll be right back. Yeah. Like that that's that's this murderous destroyer is just some dad who is a dad now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things that is always kind of strange to me when you get just a normal guy mm-hmm. who is elevated to this kind of superstar status but he's really not a superstar despite the fact that he's the most successful arguably heavyweight champion in ufc history with all the title defenses he's had and you would think that like part of his appeal is the everyman thing but it's it works against him because he's kind of a charisma vacuum and if you're a promoter that's a good line he's a charisma (laughs) vacuum and if he's if you're a promoter you have to you have to hype up the other guy almost if you're going to sell the fight because you know, you're not going to get those Chael Sonnen promos out of Steep A. Uh, <laughs> no Ric Flair styling and profiling. Yeah, you're not going to get... like, uh, I got to go work. I'll be back. Yeah. Now, you have the firefighter aspect. You can hype that. Yeah. But I mean, a firefighter isn't a bad guy. Hmm. A firefighter... I mean... he. I, t- I talked about his physique and like, okay... He, best all-around fighter but you wouldn't even put him in a sexy fireman of new york city catalog <laughs> with you know pecs and traps and he's just nope yeah that's our champion like we're doing a date auction with the men of ladder 49 <laughs> and it's just kind of like steep amy ochich it's just uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> hey uh, uh you know bid on me or don't i don't care mm-hmm. like he just seems kind of over it but um yeah that's the thing of just like he had that fu attitude to dana like just ripping the belt away and giving yeah. it to, as kind of like hey you don't want to promote me and you want to write me off yeah and i'm gonna kill your hype train yeah because if naganu would have gotten that if he would have finished stipe yeah you know there would have been you know they would have had he another would have legit walked, star. He would have walked out of what? What the Boston Center? Or I forget the, nah, the, the no, wherever it was. Yeah. Uh, plaza something. 
Anyway, he would have walked out to there with a marching band. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of just, it's crazy. I mean, if you look at the round by round, you know, Nagano didn't land any shots in the fourth round. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know whose line it was or where Boston Garden. Thank you. Oh, nice. Um, If I had, um, I I forget where I heard this, but basically the idea is that like, if you're going to finish, you got to do it in the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. uh, Like if you're going to go for it, because you only have two rounds of like full tilt before your body is just going to not have anything left of the tank. And Mm -hmm. you're going to be struggling the next three rounds, assuming it's a five round fight. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and that's exactly what happened here with, you know, Naganu, he went for it, mm-hmm. but Stipe, you know, he just kept, he had footwork, he had head movement, he kept going, and mm-hmm. yeah, Naganu like nailed him a couple times, but at the end of the day, you know, he, it was a rope-a-dope strategy, you know, yeah. and he let, is just classic shit, and uh, eventually he took Naganu down, and Naganu didn't have any answer for it, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a ground game, so yeah. it was just, yeah, it was very much a one-sided fight that i was not expecting to be that one-sided like you could not make right. the argument that you i don't think i you could even really give nagano a round mm. it, it was just a very ugh, it's cartoonish i can't yeah. wait to hear uh rogan and brendan Shaw break it down yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be good well i almost feel like anytime you know rogan hypes a guy as a once in a life or not a once in a lifetime but you know yeah when he gets on the hype train i just keep thinking like what's gonna happen now like yeah. it's gonna get derailed pretty soon it's bad times um but yeah yeah so back to new zealand yes um we get to New Zealand. Uh, one day disappears while on the plane, and uh, the best which Honda is best Honda EH two. Uh, the is there going to be an Austin meetup? Maybe, but we're not talking about Texas yet. Um, oh, speaking of which, there are going to be. I'll make a video about this probably maybe later today or tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, there will be two RCR meets in New Zealand. So if you're in New Zealand and you're watching this right now, this is a write this down moment. They're going to be <laughs> I just forgot. Oh. <laughs> uh, great googly moogly. It'll come back. It'll come back. I forget the dates. Yeah. Anyway, there is going to be a, the RCR meet in Auckland is going to be just an RCR meet. The RCR meet for Wellington is going to be at a car show that's already existing. And I forget what it is. I could probably, uh, because I, I retweeted your thing about it. So I'm, Okay. Now, granted, I want to say this was like two weeks ago, but who even knows? Uh, as... But in but the Auckland one is the day before Leadfoot. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It is the day. It is the day before Leadfoot. So everybody's. But we will be at Leadfoot too. So if you miss us at the meet, we're going to be at Leadfoot anyway. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to remember just to wear my RCR shirt. This is going to be, uh, uh, New Zealand is going to be 
a exercise in my ability to pack light because I am bringing three days worth of clothes for a 20 day trip. Um, I'm going to be wearing these sort of very American tourister pants that unzip and become shorts. Um, and they also are very small. I will have two long, I will actually have three long sleeve shirts. So I have an extra set of clothes, but that's my, I'm getting on a plane clothes and I bought a new tie, which is a a very grown up thing to do, getting excited about buying a new tie. So I bought a new tie. I have my white dress shirt. Over top, I wear, wear this blue sweater vest. I am a responsible man. <laughs> I am getting on an airplane. You have nothing to worry from me. Mm. Um, the only one thing I haven't got an answer from, from either American Airlines or anybody else, is if the DOT reflective tape on my Pelican case will interfere with the laser scanner that is in the automated, automated, where is my bag going? Oh, like, yeah. um, uh, Rube Goldberg machine that's in the bowels of every airport. Mm. So this thing scans. I, you, you see videos of how these things work. It's like your boxes, your, your, uh, your luggage is going through this conveyor belt ride and just gets blasted by lasers on all sides because it's looking for that one uh, barcode yeah. that they put that you got it that you can never do right you know <laughs> when you're at the desk and and the pressure is on yeah it's the heat is on it's on the street as you do this correctly and then the lady with the Lee press on nails takes it off and does it correctly for you so there's like an 80s reference there with Lee press on nails <laughs> um so it tries to find the one barcode but mine has in order for me to identify a black pelican case um i should have just put like different stickers on it yeah. but that's what i had i have i have a roll of dot tape in the closet right there so i'm like there is going to be no black pe- in the event that it's lost there will be no other pelican case that is covered with the same kind of reflective tape that's on the back of every truck mm. so that's what it looks like there you go um but then I worry that the act of doing that also made it gonna get lost. Like it, it, it may hit an error or something and go to the wrong place, or huh. it may not be able to scan. So I haven't got a response back from American Airlines Twitter yet. Um, this is the um, Auckland meet. It's Friday, February second, from six p.m. to nine p.m. at the Hooten. Late. Yeah, it is at the Hooten Reserve Car Park in Auckland. Um so yeah, that's uh wonder what the turnout for that'll be. But yeah, he puts the the Phil guy puts the um the usual spiel about no burnouts, revving hooning or other shenanigans mm-hmm. um which is important. And then a link to uh automation, which um yeah, download automation people. Yep. The uh the time vampire of car video games. <laughs> people are asking what's up with the intern we say this all the time i gotta make a video just to explain it ben wright completed his internship and is now you know he graduated yeah i think we said earlier millions that of times we were only gonna have him for like a month anyway yeah. or like a month or two um he's... one guy says i had holographic tape on my luggage on my trip to new zealand two thousand my and one of my bags ended up being sent to bangkok 
I wonder if he's telling the truth. And then he has some sort of abbreviation for something. So for maybe... what it's worth. FWIW. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um All right. So in the spirit of Brian does something loud during the podcast. Guess what I'm gonna be doing right now? Yeah. Pulling all that tape off. Yeah, because if we if the Pelican case gets lost, like the entire trip is comprehensively boned. Um but yeah. Yeah, it is. Look at all this I gotta peel off. Mm. Watch it come off really... St- oh, look oh. at that. Am I gonna have... Am I gonna wreck... Not that you wreck the... F- well, this stuff is made to cling the back of uh, semi-trucks. Mm. Alright. I have some goo gone. But I worry that if I put any sort of chemicals on this, it, uh, oh, I'm watching, I'm watching the audio peak as I pull this off. It says, uh, dude, just cover it with gaff tape. Well, gaff tape is black and this is a black case. So Mm. unless he meant like colored tape, I do have, or painter's tape, painter's tape. Sounds good. Well, if I do it slow, man, this. This is a lot of DOT. I love DOT tape because it's so strong and it's really reflective. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, I have a whole roll of it. At least it's coming off and it's not leaving a residue. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of impressive to me because every single tape that I've ever used just kind of leaves this weird, just, ugh, right, it's a this, film. This, this bit is peeling. Uh Electrical cover. tape you can get in colors and should cover the DOT tape. Wow. Says the chat. Um, I think what I'm going to have to do with this is just put a big printout on the computer, my name and address in just big letters on this. Yeah. What if I you use luggage straps? What are luggage straps? Oh, whoops. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize a thing because I was going to look at the chat to go through because now I can like sort of scroll through yeah. without having a, but I didn't realize the thing was still on. And I don't describe your relationship as an 80s, 90s era. I have no idea how to answer that. No but um, the, uh, I don't know. Now this red, the red over here is. You just get gorilla tape or something. Uh, mm. I don't know. But um the reason I didn't want to use Gugon is because my buddy Tom, who's a scientist, uh was cleaning off his lab table and then got on a plane and just whatever chemical he was like antibacterial, something nasty to clean this lab table and he didn't wash his hands thoroughly and he was going through security like with his baby uh in one of those man man carriers. You know, like you put the baby in in this thing that's in front of you, <laughs> that uh, is the thing now. Yeah. And he got pulled aside because some sort of detector detected this, and they had a hand swab him. So that's not that's why I'm not putting goo gone on these, because it's almost a paint thinner, so it may leave a residue here that uh, would because. Whatever plastic this is feels like it's permeable, so it may seep into the the case. Mm. 
RCR live stream drinking game. Every time Roman says, but, um... Oh, God, you'll be dead inside of a minute. Yeah, and mine should be other than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's all I got. <laughs> we're not going to be here like, for it, though, thankfully. Right. Thankfully. Like, thankfully like, because... We leave Philadelphia and, like, okay, like... Eagles win. If the Eagles lose the Super Bowl, Philadelphia is burning. And if they win, it's burning. Yeah, we're gonna come back. We're gonna fly into Philly, internet, and just it's gonna be a smoldering husk. It's gonna be like World War Z. Yeah, it's just kind of uh, uh, that's gonna be yeah. I, I someone had this perfect like three minute clip of of some bit in Philly. I tweeted it, and it's a Philly. It some street in Philly last night and uh you see a f like 90s era ford explorer driving by someone sitting on the roof not partying just like sitting on the roof <laughs> and then it pans over to a fat black guy who has a eagle's head on like just like a head like he's shirtless yeah. <laughs> just with a like a a mascot eagle's head on just going like this <laughs> and that's like philadelphia and that, we are the only city in the country who celebrates like european soccer fans yeah which i absolutely believe i mean i can't actually i don't know what the celebrations are like in boston because the patriots are always winning oh uh, look they win again yeah um apparently yeah, the isn't new this... york yankees of football I think this is the rematch from 2004 or 2005, the last time we were in the Super Bowl. It was like Eagles right. and Patriots. And it's... I remember that because I was a ski instructor at Bear Creek and I stayed afterwards at the bar in the in, in the lodge and watched the game. And I got into the game, even though I'm not a big football fan in general. And I think Tom Mansell said to me, because I posted on live journals, like, I couldn't believe this. I started talking about it. And Tom said, since when do you like sports? But I got pulled into it yeah like, just like everybody else yeah and you it's just kind of hard to oh look at that freaking peak yeah you hear that people who's wearing earphones i hope you like that uh, now somebody make an edm thing out of that of just <laughs> doing that uh yeah quality content yeah this is just you know it's very nice uh, 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 <laughs> but uh oh god oh <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's the 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 whole thing uh, of <laughs> uh, 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 six hours later. <laughs> but fra. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the um. Creepy how fast that stuff came off. Is there stuff on the bottom? Indeed there is. The...
poles in Philadelphia were slathered in Crisco yeah. to keep people from climbing up dirt on it, and it didn't stop anyone. Oh, how'd they get up? Don't know. Someone had a can of brake clean? No idea. But they, it was just they got, they, you would see, you know, uh, someone up there without really having any idea of how they got there. It's just, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Got something else for you. What is it? Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, that it's, is our adapter. Power adapters. I got one. Yeah, this is... Huh. No, that's... Uh, it came from eBay, so... I think the deal with these is... This is a universal, so our bit is up there. Hmm. So it'll still work. And I don't worry, I already tested all, uh, or looked at all of our stuff. I mean, because really all we're plugging in is is phone and uh, uh, phone and laptop. Phone and laptop, yeah. And um, both of them, the Transformers, take take either uh, 115 or 220. Hmm. So, you know, United States runs on 100 or uh, 115 volts. And every other country, 220 comes out of the wall. <laughs> That's nuts. Hmm. Um but anyway, yeah, this is New Zealand's plug. It's such uh, how delightfully overcomplicated. Uh, uh, Caswell Parker says you can get an American plug into a New Zealand one if you take if you take vice grips. Like that's that's their ground. Yeah. And normally our ground, their ground is a blade. Ours is a round. Yeah. But our ones on top are equally spaced apart. So if you take these and take a vice grip and bend them sideways, mm. it'll go in. Huh. But, you know, he says that is not advisable. Oh. Bring it close to the camera so we can see. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do a thing. Look at that. Down a bit. Oh, down? Yeah. Yeah. That's the plug it inside. So I think like European plugs or something are supposed to be fit in there. Probably Japanese or something. And then the New Zealand male end. The voltage is at 230 volts. Damn. Damn. I'm going to throw this DOT tape away. I have to figure a way to make my you, Pelican case look different. You guys better bring an inverter if you have anything that doesn't allow adaptive voltage. Uh, I, I... Because it's just laptop and uh, phones, and both of them are adaptive. Mm. And even that way, I'm not even taking my full phone charger. My phone charger is going to... The only thing that I have to plug into the wall, into the mains, mm. is camera chargers and laptop. Yeah. And all of them I checked can take 220. Because they're all international appliances. My phone and everything else... Anything that can be charged by, from USB, well, the laptop will charge it. So yeah. I can be charging my laptop and charging other stuff at the same time. Yeah. So no problems there. Um, what about camera chargers? I just covered that. Um, the possibility of doing... I'm trying to think of what videos we would do in the interim of like while we're gone of you know how like when we were in the uk we did like that beer review and we did like yeah. the fish and chips thing and mm -hmm. uh the auto museum i want to say uh 
And I'm trying to think of like other stuff like that because we're not going to have the equipment to do the podcast with. Right. But if I, I almost feel like if we're in a quiet enough place, but it wouldn't be live and it you wouldn't could be. You do like, it with the computer. Um, yeah. It, the quality wouldn't be great. We could use the webcam yeah. that's built into this. I mean, if I turn the webcam on. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that would be that would be uh, the quality we would be going with uh, mm. right down there. Mm. Um, um, but as far as the audio coming out of it, the audio that comes out of that webcam is pretty good. Yeah, but it would be far away, so it, that kind of negates it. Mm. So um, I'm sure Caswell Parker and Andrew Lamb have something to work yeah. with. Um, Juliet may have something to work with. On the story about that, we have two nights uh, in Greytown, which is uh, nearby. She lives in Carterton, but I couldn't find any Airbnbs in Carterton. So I had to go one town over. It says it's about a 20-minute drive to her house. So it's the equivalent to from, what, Reading to... Kutztown. Like, yeah. Kutztown is like 25 yeah. minutes, give or take. But... Uh, so... When Nick and I travel, we usually schedule in or find some days where we can be apart because we're smelling each other for two weeks or yeah. three weeks. So there's some days Well, he'll go in one direction. I'll go. Sometimes it's as simple as I'm going to walk that way. Okay, I'll walk that way. Yeah. And we just have time by ourselves. So I'll, I know I'm going to have a day at Juliet's farm. If you want, you can come with or you hear that high pitch noise or is that me? No, I don't know. Probably a bit of baby driver going on in my ear. (laughs) So, um, Greytown is a town that looks to be about the size of where we are now in Mm. my town. Um, We have an Airbnb there, so and there's markets and stuff. So if I go hang out at uh, uh, the Johnsons' place, if you just want to hang out in Greytown and just have a day by yourself, you could do that. I mean, um, it depends on kind of uh, how I feel. It's when we got to uh, Tom Clark's, um, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take a nap," and then my head hit the pillow, and I was out for like 27 hours. <laughs> and I remember, like, I woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak, and there was just the note by the bed that was like, "Hey, we want to go get food," and I'm just like, I wasn't even hungry. I was just, yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, also, you know, with the weird way my anxiety is, I mean, like, yes, I am going to get out. I am going to do things. Um, but I think there's, there are weird adjustment periods to every new place I go to. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of a weird, uh, situational thing. Uh, I can't really describe it, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, we'll have a day when we get there, the diarrhea day for me. (laughs) So we get to Auckland. And then when we get there, there's nothing scheduled because we're going to be like zombies coming off this plane. Yeah. And they told me that the international terminal and the domestic terminal of Auckland International Airport are two separate uh, buildings. So we have to walk outside, walk through a parking lot, and then walk into the domestic terminal. And the reason we have to go to the domestic terminal Hmm. is because Caswell and Andrew are also arriving in Auckland for us. On the same day, but after we arrive. So we go into the domestic terminal and just wait around for them. He advised, he says there's going to be free Wi-Fi 
at the airport so we can at least talk to them that way and he said it'd be a good idea to go uh into the domestic airport and buy some prepaid sim cards for our phones so that they could work hmm. um i may just get one for me i'm probably gonna have to get one for me um hmm. because there's gonna be bits like the bits where we're away from like the the uh, uh johnson's place um i'm gonna have to be able to call them or, or do something yeah although there will according to the airbnb where we're staying in graytown there will be free wi-fi at that airbnb yeah um and that we'll get our own rooms uh we get we get an it's like for 150 bucks a night you get an entire house <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah i mean that's kind of what you know the millennial condition is of yeah. like well can't be homeowners but for 150 bucks a night yeah you get to pretend yeah but uh yeah i don't know it's very much a oh yeah someone says yes buy a sim card way way cheaper cheaper than an international plan okay i mean i was fine in the uk but it's a completely different situation um like and i had i have an iphone 5 dad so i just need something for that Save yourself the hassle and get a skinny SIM card. No fuss and good value. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. People in your other countries just swapping SIM cards out of their phone. Then SIM cards are like this big. How am I going to lose? How am I gonna, do we need like a special? Oh, yeah. wait. A, um, a SD card case would be mm. perfect for that. It'll fit yeah. in an SD card case. Which, I mean, I'm bringing my GoPro and that has the little SD card case. I'll yeah. just take the SD card, like the the whatever the converter holder thing and just put it in the bag and um yeah it's uh i was just reading that thing about infinite jest yeah um anyway um the the cars we have uh scheduled we have one more open slot for a car i'm trying to get in contact with a guy with a motorcycle he hasn't emailed me back yet and that is for, I believe, the Auckland section. So I have to find some sort of vehicle still, one more, for Auckland. So I'll be looking at my emails for that. Um, Wait, how, how many cars do we have? Eight. Oh, that's good. That's a good number. Eight full reviews, maybe nine, plus one POV because I had to bump this guy. Yeah. But I didn't want him to. I didn't want to just bump him for nothing. It's like I'll at least come to the shoot anyway. I'll just do a POV. Yeah. Because um, I can just do that. Drive out and drive back. So total of eight cars. Nine cars, maybe more. There are some extra. There is like one or two extra days if something happens. Something happens. Um, when we in Wellington after the shoot days, the two shoot days in Wellington. I tried to make it so there's only two cars a day, but I think one of them has the POV part of it. But when we get back to Caswell and Andrew's house after um, uh, Harley Rider 283 says, will you be at Bruce Hen's next dino day? I'm going to try to be. No guarantees. Um, but after the two shoot days in Wellington... Uh, we go back to Caswell and Andrew's house and they will film. They have a f- producer friend who is going to film the automation segments 
of us playing automation. Mm. They, they did it with Matt Farah. Nice. So they suspected, and I really wonder how it could take up that much time, but they said they planned for five hours to film a Let's Play. Huh. Huh. I have no idea what they're planning, but he said we'll break it up into two days. So we'll um, we'll come back from um, the film days. I'll start dumping footage and recharging batteries, and while it's doing that, we'll play play the video game. Yeah. So those will probably be the longest work days uh, out there. Um, yeah, I'm also going to need a SIM card because I am going to have to find my own way from Lower Hut to Greytown and later to Carterton. Mm. So uh, it's going to be in an hour and a half drive, and I'm going to have to drive it. They're going to lend us their Nissan Pathfinder, I think, <laughs> and it's up to us to get from Wellington to drive across New Zealand. It will be the first time me driving on the left-hand side of the road with no assistance. Hmm. So... Good news is Kiwis are friendly and there's not a whole lot of people around and it's like this country road. Yeah. Um, but it will definitely feel... I, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll just be pat your head, rub your tummy, and it'll feel like learning to drive a car all over again uh, for the very first time. You guys ought to visit Peter Jackson's American World War One airplane collection. I don't know what it is with me with museums that I don't really get that excited for it here's a bunch of stuff and you can't touch it all right <laughs> yeah i've always wanted to go to the uh peterson automotive museum because that's where one of the dales are uh-huh. and i've always wanted to see a dale but also um i think one of the gold-plated deloreans are there yeah in that it's um uh they created it as part of this cross promotion with american express i want to say that it it was exclusively offered to gold card members and they did a limited run of 124 karat gold uh plated deloreans and out of that hundred like only two were sold and the uh and only three were ever actually produced the two that were sold and then one that was made specifically if one of the two that were sold broke somehow mm-hmm. but i mean with that gold-plated thing if anything happened to it you're just sending the whole yeah. thing back uh you're not really gonna take that to a, your average detailer I, I don't think but um right yeah i was gonna say something i forgot what it was uh lots of cool stuff oh yeah la i kind of want to go to the comedy store that'd be cool I've never been there, and I hear all sorts of stuff about it. It's a, It would be a long lift drive there, mm. and an expensive one. Ten, ten miles of L.A. from our hotel mm. up to, I guess, kind of West Hollywood where it is. Ten miles of L.A. is like taking the ring to Mordor. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Mm. Um, um, on the way back from New Zealand, we will have two nights in L.A. We will have one full day in L.A., um which will probably be needed and also we'll do the smoking tire podcast on that day yeah. on our way back um one guy says what is the best advice you have right now for a young car enthusiast can you be more specific yeah like, like how young and the first question is do you live with your parents second question is well 
what will they allow you to get? And what they allow you to get is the kind of car you're getting. That's where it is. Hmm. Be nice if there were more California villains. Well, filming in SoCal, as we learned, isn't all that easy for us. Yeah. Um, now I'm a little older. Life is hitting me pretty hard. How can I go on? Keep breathing. Keep hammering away at the stone. Yeah. That's what Henry Rollins told me in an email. Uh, stay here. Like, don't leave us. Yeah. Um, on the topic of the New Zealand trip, would you guys ever take live streams to Twitch? I started using it recently, and it seems more user-friendly than YouTube for live streaming. Yeah, I tried Twitch. Uh, it, it seems more user-friendly, but YouTube has a bigger audience. Yeah. So Twitch is for video games, and that's the main audience. And um, no, I try. we tried using Twitch, but it just doesn't really... Yeah. Well, I, I also like think it. it's kind of the things that you do on Twitch. I mean... Automation is a great game, but it's not the most exciting game to watch someone play. No. Um, and, you know, maybe if you get, like, Gran Turismo 1, but then, like, you got to figure out, oh, it's a PlayStation 1, and now I got to do all this, like, doohickeys and everything. Mm -hmm. Although, I guess you could kind of hook it up from the PlayStation store or whatever. Maybe I guess you could emulate it. Or, yeah, emulator, yeah. yeah. Um, or the, I'd love to kind of see, like, an attempt of the, the diarrhea level of Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> of, like... Rip it, rip it, me can't hold it. That's what it is. It's just that type of thing. But, um, yeah. I dare you to walk around quoting... Oh, yeah. Great. Wrong country. Some guy says, make Paul Hogan references. Yeah. Australia's greatest export. <laughs> uh, uh, um, this hasn't even been an hour yet. No, what I know. What else can I got to do today? I'll drive... I'll turn on my Lyft app. Yeah. See if anything comes from that. I've been playing Deus Ex, the original one, on Steam. My brother got it for me, must have been like a year and a half ago. And I haven't even played it until now, and now I'm all in to see this game out before uh, we leave. Long game. They say it's something like 36 hours Damn. to uh, complete it. It was made in the 90s, PC game, first-person shooter with yeah. RPG elements. How many days will you be out? 20 days. 20 days from key turning to key turning. As in driving to the airport and driving back. 20 days. Yep. Get a chance to visit Marty and Moog's shed and their RCR cars. I've exchanged maybe two or three emails with Blair, which is uh, Moog. Um, they were just niceties. And... We'll hook up with them if if their schedule allows and if our schedule allows. Yeah. I don't think they'll, they've, I don't know if they have ever even been to New York. I don't know if Mighty Car Mods has producers or if it's still Marty and Moog running the show. Who knows? Um, what would we do? They build cars and we write. So it's it's a very strange uh mix of things um casper uh, is asking would you ever come to central europe switzerland anytime in the future as of now no no plans to come to central europe um i'm kind of sorry uh just uh going through the ask rcr thread and uh they 
This one person asks if there are any technical and or stylistic reasons to use the phrase by the name of in storytelling. And I realized I use that a bunch in the new RCR stories that's coming out in a week-ish. Um, in that it's something that I do to give my mouth a break, kind of, in that my pronunciation is weird. So if I say... Uh, this guy, Bob Cole, uh, it sounds weird because I'm, I'm one word is dovetailing into the name Mm -hmm. and it doesn't sound like a name anymore. So I put by the name of Mm -hmm. to make it clear that I'm about to say a name because, you know, I don't have the same like crisp diction, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, and so it's a weird thing. So if there are, um, uh, reasons for using by the name of like that's my reason so i don't know someone asked any chance coming to michigan as of now the only trips we have planned are new zealand and austin texas um uh let me see uh the this one is cbt george craig just an idea just an idea of the austin meetup not sure yet Oh, all right. Uh, in a road and track article, CBT transmissions were banned from Formula One. If a company was to install a CBT into a performance-oriented car, how would they market it? And what's your take on the topic, I guess? Have there been performance cars with CVTs in them? Um, they would just call it an automatic, and they probably wouldn't say it was a CVT. Or maybe they would call it adaptable transmission. Or they may call it a seven-speed synthetic automatic. <laughs> Isn't that what our uh, rent-a-car from for the uh, the Pacific Fister had? It did. It was a Corolla with a CVT. Yeah, my my neighbor has one. Um, I found it. Well, it did forty-one miles a gallon or forty-two miles a gallon. It's mm. perfectly fine. I have no issues with continuously variable transmissions at all. The only thing I take issue with is the ones that try to be manuals. Mm. Um, the the CVT in that Corolla would only mimic a manual if you put it in sport mode other times it would do what it's supposed to do go right to peak torque and stay there mm. and uh, work fine this one is uh, do you have any new car or bike rituals not the checks you make just before or after purchases but roads you always hit particular air freshener tuning your stereo lucky charms etc what do you do whenever you buy a new vehicle what do i buy just immediately after i buy it no just sort of rituals of when you get a new car like is there something that you kind of have to do when you get a new car that you know beyond the paperwork and all the legal stuff that you have to do I buy a rug doctor and uh, <laughs> suck all the shit out of it, out of the seats. Mm. Uh, I look for coins. Sometimes you find stuff. Um, I um, now with my Forester, I did a number of extra things. I put a good head unit in that had Bluetooth. Mm. I replaced the carpets with WeatherTech uh, floor mats. And with the WeatherTech models that I bought, they didn't have the little nubs on the bottom that uh, hook into the carpet so they were just flat and they slid around so I got uh, you can sort of see it on the wall up 
there, pointing like your professor. <laughs> there. Yeah, that little bit of spool is Velcro. I used the hook side of the Velcro, the rough side, and glued that strips of that stuff onto the bottom of the WeatherTech floor mats, and now they grip the carpet. And they don't move around. And uh, follow-up, what are the non-safety slash admin checks you do for every new car or bike purchase you make? Which Admin? What? Administrate? I, I don't know. Safety checks? I mean... Yeah. I mean... You run a Carfax, I guess. A lot of it, if it's a private sale, I'm not looking so much at the car i'm sizing up the owner and trying to see if there's lie if there's lying words in his voice yeah as with the case with the bike the guy was a good guy but he was clearly flipping it um i would have liked for him to be honest to say that he was he was flipping it but whatever i enjoy the bike and it's a good machine and oh it's i may uh, i wrote it yesterday i may wrote it today write it today it's mm. kind of warm out Tom Petty overdose reaction? That's sad. I like Tom Petty. Yeah, so did I. And it was a case of him literally working himself to death because he was going out there with a broken hip. And, uh, or a hip that, it was a bad hip that eventually progressed to the point where, you know, he would have had to have surgery on it again. But I guess he just sort of hopped himself up on pain pills, went out there and played. And so I guess the takeaway is, in a way, he, I think his family posted that he went peacefully and that ultimately he died in the service of doing the thing he loved the most but yeah. it's one of those things where again you know we're in the middle of an opioid epidemic right. and it's um i mean i literally just learned of a friend's death today who uh od'd on yeah. um fentanyl and it's just I don't know. It's very weird um, that this is hitting so many people, at, especially now. Um, yeah. It's not an entirely new thing, but it's reaching epidemic proportions, and it's just very strange. Um, what deus ex am I playing? The first one. Yeah. yeah. Or my brother got me Game of the Year edition, but yeah. yeah. Oscar favorites. Um, well, just to save down, my picks for best picture are... Well, basically, you have to pick when you're making predictions of how many Best Picture nominees there are going to be because they've changed the format to allow for between five and ten nominees. And so ultimately, uh, I think it's going to be an eight movie year, but there's a possibility for nine. So I'm going to say three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, The Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name, Get Out, uh um dunkirk the post oh the big sick i don't have my notes in front of me so i don't remember what my predictions actually were um i tanya and uh i know there's something else in there that i'm forgetting that i'm not thinking about that i should be but um it's in there and i don't know it's the most interesting oscar season since like 2006 where you know it's feasible that anything could win in theory but not necessarily uh don't you know you know when your favorite youtubers are talking about death oh oh ladybird ladybird yes thank you <laughs> sorry that was the ninth one yeah what's your advice on carburetor tuning read the manual hmm. more fuel more air 
less fuel, less air. Just keep that ratio. Yeah. And if you really want to go nuts, you get a wide band. Stick it up the tailpipe. There you go. Carburetor tuning seems tricky. It really isn't. It's as simple as changing Legos. Once you have a carburetor apart, they're delicate things. You can't you can't just jam them in and out. But if you can figure out ECU tuning, you can figure out carburetor. It's just a mechanical version of uh, of digital stuff. Yeah. You guys ever play Crazy Taxi? Yes, I did. Yeah. And I was upset that I couldn't earn money like that in real life. No, it was crazy because I was, you would never meet anyone worse at Crazy Taxi than I was mm -hmm. as a kid. I was like 14 going, spending, you know, whatever allowance I had. And then it was just kind of like, you have earned a class D license. Mm -hmm. of just like the stamp would come and I'm just like, oh, great. I've spent my... 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. time just hanging out in this arcade in the mall mm -hmm. and I have basically nothing to show for it. Like, you know, huge, huge hit with the ladies. Yeah. You know, yeah. just uh, crushing it. But yeah. Mr. Regular, are you going skiing after this podcast? No, it's too warm outside. It's, it's, it's really mid, is. It's in the mid-50s. It's to the point where I was kind of expecting, like, let me check the weather again to make sure that there's not going to be, like, a snow day or yeah. something. Because I feel like something's coming. I went skiing at Seven Springs this past weekend uh, with Justin Lose. You remember Justin Lose as the guy with the Model T that we reviewed. Hmm. And uh, that's that's a big resort. Blue Mountain Ski Area is still the largest in the state, um, but Seven Springs passes it off as a weekend resort where there's stuff to do other than skiing. They have a miniature bowling alley there. It's a throwback to resorts, Pocono resorts of the 70s, where you go to like a big compound and just stay there for two days. Like, we're going out to relax. Which is something that's kind of been lost in PA. It used to be, and again, this is stuff that we weren't around for, but it used to be that you could go to a multiple building facility and hang out there for a weekend and do nothing. Imagine a cruise that isn't going anywhere. <laughs> that's what the old Pennsylvania resorts towns were not even resort towns there's nothing around Seven Springs it's it's like four or five buildings plus a ski area plus a pool plus jacuzzis plus shops plus two restaurants three bars um, we went to this bar in the hotel that's called like Foggy or something like that and the bar itself looked like a bar from Max Payne that didn't end. <laughs> it was like multiple bars in the in the restaurant. Yeah. Like you walk past and there was a bar with some taps. And the bar ends, more tables, then another bar, more taps, and another bar, more taps. Like what is this? Yeah. It keeps going. And there's a stage with no one on it. And then another bar. So <laughs> it was like a club with no dance floor. Mm. Dear RCR, any review focusing on uh, – moved away. Oh, something Pontiac something. Should I go to university or keep falling through life like everybody else? I'm in the UK. Well, that's quite a outlook, isn't it? Uh, do you guys have insurance written in all caps? Hi, Grandma. 
<laughs> Monterey Car Weekend. Have you ever touched Dan Gurney's passing? Honestly, not really. Dear RCR, do you want to review a Turbo 2002 Firebird? Something, something. Oh, look at that chat go. Can't keep up. Yeah. Um, even with slow mode on. Uh, review a Mitsubishi Galant. We are um, at an hour two. Uh, we already answered stuff from the Reddit channel. Yeah, which I should also plug it because um, if you want to ask something for Ask RCR, go to our subreddit r slash regular car reviews, and there will be a dedicated post near the top, like sticky there, that's just ask rcr thread number three or number four whichever number it is where you just go in there post the questions and that's the thread that i go to to look for them so that they're all organized in one thread rather than spread out all over the subreddit but um that's kind of my thing that i keep kind of messing up i forget to mention it so mm -hmm. yeah i hope i can be entertaining in new zealand the idea of two meets well really three and you count us going to Leadfoot Festival. Mm. Oh, wait, there are... Because I thought Leadfoot counted as one of the meets when you no. said there were two meets. So there uh, are two independent two, meets. I'm sorry. There is one independent meet and two car festivals, one of which is also a meet. Mm. Right. But when we're at the other car festival, we are going to get recognized, I gather. Mm. Not a big country. Yeah. And What are you really going to do? Maybe this is a question for Farah afterwards. What do you do when you're with fans and your mind is still back in the hotel room on the pillow? Mm. That's me like everywhere I go, which yeah. is a weird thing. I mean, I just think, you know, all right, great. I got my head on the pillow my headphones in putting uh -huh. the golden girls on yeah you know, it's just one of those things that i just i don't know i feel bad that i will always want to be somewhere else um but and that's not a reflection on the people the rcr meet in the uk in coventry was wonderful yeah and i was expecting to you know have panic attacks the entire time and by the same token i mean i'm kind of expecting it here too but you know then it happens and i don't like experience the same panic, but there's that level of social anxiety that goes with worrying that you're disappointing people. That's how I am right. with relationships of like, I'm waiting for the time that I'm going to end up screwing it up. And I always do. And it's the same thing with meeting new people of like, when's the point where they're going to end up not liking me? Yeah. And how, how long is their goodwill or is their tolerance going to carry you know, how much patience are they really going to have for me? Um, and it's weird, uh, or it's hard, I guess. I don't really know how to... It's one of those things that I don't know that I'll ever get used to, but I almost feel like it's a good sign that I'm not ever going to get used to it because mm -hmm. um, so, social anxiety keeps you humble. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it doesn't make you feel like you're ever the man holding court or that you're the bell of the ball. You're just sort of a person thrown into this weird galaxy of anxieties and just nervousness. And... Mm -hmm. I can be on for about an hour. Mm. And after that, 
I all I want to do is dive into my notebook because the notebook understands. Yeah, I had that experience fairly recently of just you know, I was having a bad time somewhere and I retreated into the notebook and filled yeah. the notebook with so many just stream of consciousness yeah. thoughts to the point where I was almost kind of embarrassed of some of the thoughts that were in there because it's like you're 32 years old like stop thinking like a high schooler and one of the yeah. things that I wrote in there was like you know you're not 16 anymore act like it mm -hmm. you know and also the whole thing of you know I don't know it's it's just I I would write sort of encouragement for myself in there of you know if i get this way again i open up the notebook and it's in there of mm -hmm. just you know you've been through this before turn back to this page and hopefully you'll be able to handle it yeah. but i don't know i think part of the anxiety is just realizing that it's a part of you but it doesn't necessarily define you mm -hmm. uh it's hard someone uh says uh uh, it's moving up there. I'm sorry that do you ever plan on having kids or getting married? No, not me. First of all, I have to find someone I like and then they have to like me enough not to not to get bored with me. Yeah. My day to day, I'm just like there's nothing here. Um I'm much more exciting on a written page than than I am in real life. Yeah. And anyway, I was at a, I guess an associate colleague fan of the show. I was out riding my motorcycle around the other day. Um, I won't say the guy's name, um, but I always like when I run into him. And uh, his kids were running around the yard. Eh, good kids. They're single digit age. Kids being kids trying to... The... um. The brother is like a year and a half older than the sister, or maybe two years older than the sister. Mm. So he might as well be <laughs> like, uh, like like an Nganu versus an every, like not an every man, because that's <laughs> Stipe, but like a Nganu versus just some guy on the street. Yeah. Like that's because everything comes back to MMA so at, at some point, but he is not a normal human. Like, well, if you're in, dude, if you made it to the, to the UFC, you are not a normal human mm. at that point. You are a machine. But anyway, watching an older child, a, a, like, I don't know, say a four-year-old try to play with a two-year-old. Yeah. No way. He just kept hurting her. Yeah. And also, he, he had the strength to take anything out of her hands. Mm. And she had like three meltdowns in the half hour I was talking to my friend. And he was trying to watch the kids, trying to talk to me. And I'm imagining what it would be like to have kids. Like, would it be like this? Like, I can't even, you can't really even have a conversation with another adult. Yeah. Because these, when you, when you see okay cupid profiles that are so insipid and recycled with phrases like my kids are my world oh fuck you <laughs> but at, but okay that is the best language that you have to describe a lifetime that is ninth period forever and, <laughs> oh god uh, that's a good line thanks and i'm watching the sun 
break things in the yard. Yeah. He's got like a gardening tool, like a plastic kid's gardening tool. And he's just like punching stuff with it. Yeah. And like it's the, 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 the snow and ice are breaking up. So like, okay, he's busting up ice and then he's just picking up his toys and throwing them across the driveway. Yeah. It, he's not. And I understand intellectually what's going on here because ever it has to be part of the, 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 I haven't really seen girls just little girls just destroy things. I know this is a Louis C.K. bit that mm-hmm. little boys just destroy stuff. They break things, and and there's this word I've been using a lot because Alex Roy used it in 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 a way to describe the relationship between autonomous cars and regular cars. Um, his line was it was oh it's such a good line. It was a tweet. It was either tweet or Instagram, and. It said, can anonymous cars ever, it was either a question or a statement. I'll use it as a statement. Um, the statement was, could anonymous, anonymous cars will never replicate the sense of determination. Oh, wait, it, it was sarcasm. This is an English nerd having to get every single word right. Yeah. But uh, the line at the end is, sure, we'll all have, sure, everybody will like autonomous cars because they also ha- they also deliver a sense of autonomy, determinism, and agency that normal cars can do. Mm. Comma, right? Damn. And there was a, 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 like a picture of the 80s of like a, <laughs> of like a New York 10 girl (laughs) looking at a Lamborghini Countach parked on the street. Mm. It's like, can a normal car like that, can it do that? Yeah. Or could, could an autonomous car ever convey the sense that I know this is well-worn to use the, you're a man, but what does that really mean? Because a person of agency. Yeah. That was such a good line. And when I look at little kids breaking things, that's, or like a little boy trying to, trying to develop sense trying to develop agency on his immediate world because when you're a little kid you just live with Francis Naganu's everywhere <laughs> that can just pick you up they can stop you, everything yeah like i i i wonder what it would be like to just have a little bit of consciousness at that age like adult consciousness and realize you are Um, you are in bondage for about 12 years. Mm. You can be physically restrained at all times. And as the mind develops, that has to be insanely frustrating. And it was. I remember I would have my bicycle and I would ride it, but I would also push it down hills and let it go and watch it crash. Mm. I did that. I have control over that. Yeah. Like, I get pushed around every day, and of course, psychologists and my brother would call that projecting, and hell yeah, it is. But I want control over something else. Yeah. I need that. Like, at any time, your parents could come into the room and stop you, and then you go to school, and you're under the gun. And I think Alan Watts called it, uh, um, 
you are only here through my good graces or something like that. Mm. Um, uh, you are on report or, or something to that tune. So I understood why my friend's kid wanted to break everything around him because he wanted control over a thing. Yeah. It was like a little toy truck and he'd push it and then watch it. Uh, and when pushing it across the driveway wasn't enough, he picked it up and then threw it and watched it crack, 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 crack. Yeah. And, um, it's like the childhood equivalent of a husband getting reamed out at his job and then going home and taking it out on his wife. Right. You know, not physically necessarily, but, you know, just shouting and all this other stuff because you need to exert some measure of control, mm-hmm. uh, like you said. It's hard to really have that cognizance of what it is you're doing. Uh, When you're a child, you don't know that it's necessarily that you want to exert some measure of agency over your own life, but it's almost instinctual of you want to have control. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Kids. I have no desire to manage a life. Yeah. Because... I like to shut down when I come home. Mm. The past few nights have been amazing. A a very solace type amazing. I will go to the gym. I will exhaust myself. I will come home, cook dinner, and play video games until my eyes hurt. And then I go to bed. Mm. Pretty good. Um, That whole process takes about six hours. Mm. of just First I go to the gym. And then I go into the sauna. And I just stay there until I'm really hot. And then I work out. I may drink mm. water, of course. Yeah. But I like the sauna because it loosens you up. Yeah. And, But I, if, if you were married and had kids, could I take my entire evening and pour it into a big pitcher of booze? And like this is my not, – not literally a pitcher of booze. I'm trying to think like I have all this time and here's what I'm going to do with it. Hmm. Like this, this whole week has been interesting because I'm not editing RCR because there's no, there's no review Monday Yeah, because we're going to be in New Zealand. So what am I going to do with this time? I mean, I'm half packed already. Mm. Um, I need to find one thing. It's just, well, it's just sort of ancillary things here and there, but there's no to do list. So when we're done here, I'm going for an hour and 16, um, I'm going to go ride my motorcycle for a little bit while and I'll do that until I'm bored and then I'll come back and then um, before I do that, well, everybody in New Zealand is just now waking up. It's 9 a.m. tomorrow there. Yeah. So uh, write a book or something. I want to. Yeah. You know how Matt Farah is now doing his watch podcast or starting to do it because he's feeling like he did the one takes he did him until he was bored of him. Mm. And now he's going to do a podcast called Watch and Listen, where he's going to nerd out over timepieces. <laughs> so I have no I have no idea. I think they're neat. And then occasionally, like after I listen to Matt Ferrer talk about watches, I'll go on to Rolex's website and look at the prices on some of these things. Yeah. He, see, he saw something called a Sky Dweller, and it's a $21,000 watch. Right? Oh. Huh? What? Does it give you blowjobs or something? Like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> what is so, it do? But I, I, I enjoy hearing people who are really passionate about things who can maybe let me experience what that is about. But I think if I ever did anything else, sort of reviewing other thing else, I'd review skis because that's something I've been doing for you know two decades. I think yeah. I have an opinion about how they work and what works and what doesn't. And it would be actually neat to kind of get like demos. I don't think they'd be regular car review. Well, there are jokes to make. I ski on K2s. I ski on K2 skis. They're covered in stickers from bands like NOFX, Taking Back Sunday, <laughs> and DC Talk, because Aww. my mom said they're good. <laughs> Christian rap band. Indeed. Um, or I ski on Rajinals. I'm someone's... <laughs> I ski on Rajinals. My wife doesn't ski. <laughs> I ski on Rajinals and I live on the East Coast. All I do is talk about West Coast skiing. <laughs> Rajinals. They're French skis. Um, K2s, I think, are American. Um, yeah, like different versions of skis come from different countries. That's insane. Uh, and <laughs> I discovered snowboarding last year. I have a fucking Burton board. <laughs> like Burton is the monster energy drink of snow and often has them. Yeah. Uh, no effects or no effects. I always said no effects, but yeah. it's one of those things of I never listened to them anyway. So what is it? I cross country ski. <laughs> Can't wait for Oprah. <laughs> uh. Cross country ski. And then I like telemark skis. People have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Telemark skis are recumbent bicycles of the ski slope. <laughs> telemark skis are halfway between. I drive telemark skis. I also have a bad dragon butt plug in me as I ski. <laughs> um, uh, I would watch you talk about skiing. It'd be nice to hear from someone who isn't a ski bum, right? I was kind of a ski bum in college in that I, I taught at a Bear Creek ski area because um, I'm not paying for skiing. But I learned a lot. Would you like to come to ski in Norway if you had the time and money? Hell yeah. That, I think, if I ever got to the point to have, like, baller vacations, that's what they'd be. Like, to say yeah. I skied in other countries. Yeah. Do you notice every brand is fetishistic? K2 versus Solomon versus Sabrina versus Zildjian? <laughs> Sabina versus Zildjian, which are, are symbol companies. <laughs> Sabina, my school has money. Zildjian. All the symbols in the band room are hand-me-downs from, from, from a whole bunch of dad bands who gave their symbols to the school. Mm. Daily Driven says, what kind of motorcycle do you have? I bought a Suzuki DR650. Uh, the only mod I did to it was shim the uh, needle jet one, one and a half millimeters, um, which killed the bogging at low RPMs. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, Reliant K. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sabina, Shabira, Sabrina, Sambia, whatever. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Symbol companies. Yeah, it's drummers workshop. So that's the RCR podcast. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because I got nothing else. I clo mean, closing thoughts. Um, this Thursday, it begins. It does begin, and we're gonna be, you know, out there during the. Not that we're gonna, you know, really have 
time to see it, but like the Winter Olympics, speaking of skiing, and you know, uh, gonna end up Sabian something. There you go. You're right. Sabian. Sabian. I'm sorry. I should have yeah. known that. Um, and also kind of a. Why didn't I get a DRZ 400? Two reasons. One, cost. Two, I don't want an off road bike that's liquid cooled. Hmm. And I wanted to see what the whole big thumper thing is about, and now I have a lot of opinions about it, and they'll come out on the review when I review my motorcycle. Hmm. I need to go to the gym today at some point. I just realized I haven't been to the gym in two days, and now I kind of feel weird. Good. And I'm becoming that guy of who Good. feels weird when I haven't been to the gym Good. In, in a minute. Um, yeah, because I wore my gym sneakers here, do you see? Because <laughs> I am figured, like, well, once I'm done here, and then I realized, like, no shit i still need to go get my gym bag anyway so i don't even you know i forgot to bring it with me i have uh, a bunch of free passes if you ever want to go to the racquetball club i actually might take you up on that at some point because They're right behind you on the bulletin board oh cool right behind bruce hen's uh <laughs> gift card or uh business card nice take one take five yeah i'm just on that weird kick of you know oh, emotions <laughs> i'm working through things oh like me am but, i planning to review my forester nope we already reviewed one with an sti swap in it mm. forester is a forester here's my review of a subaru forester all the power of a four-cylinder with all the fuel economy of a v8 the only car i'm kind of excited about is a chevy ss aka holden commodore um i look at them they're still 40 grand used maybe in like two years if they fall to 30 but again that would be an insane the biggest purchase i would ever make and this is also a topic for smoking tire i don't know if a new car or a new bike is gonna get my dick any harder than it already is um so because then i started thinking like too much about what it means to obtain a new vehicle it's all like it's all serotonin and dopamine what do i really want yeah i want someone to hug at night and have an on and off relationship with i'm sorry for ending that sentence in a preposition yeah with whom to have it yeah no, yeah that's exactly what I, well i mean that's the thing of like i kind of am at a point where i'm not entirely sure what i want right i thought i wanted well, it's weird. yeah yeah it's weird you figure things out about yourself and that's kind of what getting older is of mm -hmm. discovering the limits of your own thought processes i don't know it's weird mm -hmm. but yeah all righty all right that's yeah. it that is great the yeah that's, that's a podcast, podcast. That's a all right podcast. uh uh i'm nick i'm brian uh have a good one guys how are you doing next time we talk to you it'll be in new zealand you're here bye